Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Reading Your Bible in a Week. This is now week two, and we are going to do a uh, kind of a quick recap of what you should have read during your first week, and then we're going to look ahead and see what you're going to read in week three. And I want to hopefully draw your attention to a few passages that kind of stuck out to me, and hopefully in the coming week, point you to a few passages that might jump out at you or maybe even cause you to question a little bit. Now, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to be uh, reading in these weeks. And so I you know, always advise you that there's a couple chapters a day. So just take your time, read through it, and then it, maybe even do this. You can read the section in the morning and then revisit that same section that evening. And so you kind of read the, the passage twice. Um, there's about three chapters per day, and uh, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes, depending on how fast you read. So to do it twice isn't really unheard of, and and I would, in, in fact, encourage you to do it if you've never read the Bible, and even if you have, and if you're a seasoned reader, I always advise you to read these passages a few times because there's a lot of depth, especially in these chapters that we are uh, working on. So we have been in Job for pretty much the whole prior uh, week, and we've gone through uh, up to ver- uh, chapter 38. And uh, then next week we will begin, uh, which is Sunday, looking at verse 38. So in the prior week, we will have met Job and we will have worked ourselves through who he is, what is happening to him. And we'll see the uh, conversation between him and his friends and basically how they accuse Job of having some unrepented sin that Job has committed that's unbeknownst to Job. We meet his wife, who's just absolutely atrocious. She basically tells him that he needs to curse God in hopes that all of these uh, bad th- things will go away. And so Job's just really taken you know, to, to the grinder, if you would. And uh, he's really you know, 
got some difficult things on his plate. And he's challenged essentially for renouncing his faith and over and over by his friends and his wife and, and all that. And he continues to hold strong, but he does start to get to a point where he's angry with God and he starts to wrestle with God. And if you've listened to my show or you've heard my preaching, I am very much in a proponent of it's okay to be angry with God. It is okay to wrestle with God. It is okay to take our afflictions, our distresses to God. And so we will see Job at the end of this week. Uh, starting to kind of air some of that out and uh, the Lord answers and we have this conversation here between uh, God and Job and this begins on Sunday and so we'll kind of dig into that I think for the rest of this episode and we'll talk a little bit about these coming um, chapters at the end of Job and then we'll uh, in the middle of the week transition back to Genesis. So you will finish up Job um, if you start tomorrow on Sunday with 38 through 39, 30, uh, and then you'll read 40 and 41 and that completes Job. So you've got uh, four more chapters to read, which will, uh, like I said, conclude you on Monday and then you'll be back into Genesis 12 and between that and, uh, let's see, that'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. So you will finish, uh, Genesis 26 on uh, Saturday of next week. So mine, mine gives me the dates, but then if I get too far out, it just starts marking it January 17th and 18th and all that. So I have to count the days out in my mind here. But so you're going to get up through uh, Genesis 26. And so you're going to spend a lot of time working with Abraham and you'll be meeting him and some people. So I want to uh, point you to a few passages that you'll see with Abraham that I want you to pay attention to and just kind of resonate on. And it's just going to throw you for an absolute loop and, uh, and I, and I hope if you have the ability to get a hold of me, you can obviously email the show or you can meet me in person if you listen to it through my church. But uh, talk to me about your thoughts on a few of the passages because I love to dig into it. This is some of the most fascinating theology that I, I have uh, encountered personally in the last couple of months. And that is when we meet Melchizedek and uh, in Genesis. And so we'll talk a little bit about that here in a moment. But I want to finish up Job really quick. And like I said, I want to... Um, encourage you as we will kind of do a short recap of what we talked about, but mostly now look forward to the coming weeks. So that's how we're going to kind of structure the show and obviously do it at all in about 10 to 12 minutes. The coming week, you will see uh, this conversation between God and Job. And basically it is just God answering Job. And I love how just straight to the point God is. And so I'm going to read a couple of these verses here in 38, just to really allow you to dwell on those for you. Uh, so the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is it that darkens, uh, who, who is it that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? That verse right there is just a gut punch, right? Basically Job is just whining and God is like, you are complaining and you have no idea what you are talking about. And then he goes on here in verse three, dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurements. Surely you know who stretched the line upon it or what were its bases sunk or who laid its cornerstone when the mount, the morning stars sang together and all of the sons of God shouted for joy. And he just goes on and it's just such a beautiful response, but it really shows the difference between the, the infinite and the finite, and it shows us the the glorious 
response of who God is and just the mercy and compassion and the love that God has. And so uh, we take all the way back. Uh, God will continue speaking um, all the way down through 40. And he says to Job here in chapter 40, verse 1 and 2, Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? Who argues with God, let him answer. Job promises silence. And he said, and we'll go on to answer the Lord here in 41, uh, all the way through 41. And then that's the end here in 42, uh, Job's confession and repentance. And that's the, uh, uh, the end of the book. The Lord rebukes Job's friends and the Lord restores Job's fortunes. And so it concludes with Job getting back much more than what uh, was taken. Actually, he gets twice as much as what he had before. So beautiful little conclusion to a wonderful story. Like I said, focus really, though, on what the Lord says in 38 and 39 and just and dwell on those and just see the, the, the significant contrast between the Almighty and his creation, between the infinite and the finite. And so I, I, I just can't harp about how much I love Job. So now let's take a uh, little transition here over to Genesis. You're going to start in uh, Genesis chapter 12, and we will meet uh, Abraham for the first time. He will be called by God, and then we will start to see these promises uh, that uh, Abraham will be given. And so I want you to kind of really focus on these first nine verses in chapter 12, read those a few times, um, and really, really focus on verses one, two, and three. Those should be key for you. Uh, then we'll see throughout the rest of this passage, um, you know, God and, and uh, Abraham having these discussions. You'll see covenants established. You will see promises made for offspring. You will see the covenant of circumcision established in chapter 17. You'll see Isaac's birth promised in the latter part of 17 and then the destruction of Sodom as well. God will rescue Lot uh, and then you'll have the destruction there following that. Lot and his daughters, Abraham and uh, Abinadab will take place in chapter 20. They'll have the birth of Isaac in 21. And then uh, you'll have essentially the discarding uh, or the sending out of Hagar and Ishmael where God will protect them. There's actually some really interesting theology or genealogy that leads from verse 8 in chapter 21 to particular people groups in today's modern uh, world. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Muslim community adheres to Ishmael being their descendant, the proper descendant and not Isaac. And so you can trace some of that lineage back to this here in Genesis 21. Uh, 22, you've got the sacrifice of Isaac, which um, I've done some podcasts and sermons uh, on this particular passage and really talking about how Christ is that ram that was caught in the thicket, God providing the sacrificial ram. So you'll see a lot of Christological symbology placed here in this passage. So again, pay close attention when you get to chapter 22 and read this a few times, like I said, read the, read the, read the daily read in the morning and read it again at night. And I, I guarantee it'll just, it'll, I hope it'll bless you tremendously. Uh, and then you've got Isaac and Rebecca in 24 and, uh, you've got Abraham's death in 25. And then you've got Jacob and Esau coming along the scenes. And then you've got Jacob's or God's promise to Isaac in 26. And so, 
you will have um, a whole bunch of interesting history take place. But I really want you to go back. Uh, we're going to scroll all the way back here to one particular chapter uh, as I'm looking in my notes. And I want you to uh, really, really just focus completely on one particular person that shows up uh, who is just an absolute mysterious individual. So on Tuesday, your reading will be uh, Genesis 12. So it's the first day back into Genesis, and you're going to read all the way through the end of 15. And there's 21 verses in 15. So when you get to 14, there's a little section here, seven verses 17 to the end of the chapter 24, and it's Abraham blessed by Melchizedek. And Melchizedek comes from the king of Salem, which is actually what theologians believe to be uh, Jerusalem. And so Melchizedek is a priest and he is a priest of God from a land that has yet to be given to Abraham. And it is quite interesting that we have this mysterious traveler come into place, bless Abraham, and then just simply disappear. And you don't hear much about him or really anything else about him. You'll have another passage uh, in Hebrews, and then you'll see a psalm or two written about him as well. And he's just a mysterious individual, but uh, I want you to, to read about it, and I want you to kind of ponder in your mind, where did he come from, and what is he doing, and why is he a priest of God, and how is he a priest of God in Jerusalem, and that land had yet to be given to the Israelites. So ponder that, and if you had the ability, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you more about it. It's just a really deep and fascinating topic, a lot of speculation to be had on it. So uh, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoy the readings, and like I said, make sure you uh, just take those passages as slow as possible, and we'll see you next week for week number three.